Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 32, season two of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Evening, Richie. How are you today? Evening, Brad. I'm doing well, mate. Grand final week. It was a nice, fun game to watch. Yeah, exactly. Season's now officially over, and um, Penrith Panthers got the job done on their second attempt. Um, And I thought it was a pretty exciting match to end the season. What do you think of the game? Obviously not too in-depth with a review coming up. Yeah, it was a bruising encounter. Very very old-school grand final. It was... I must say I enjoyed it. I'm I'm enjoying your shirt too, mate. That's a nice looking shirt you got there. Thank you very much. League wrap up, very very snazzy. It is. Thank you very much. And while we're here live on Wednesdays at eight pm, you can also catch our show on our podcast on iHeartRadio at your convenience. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Um, As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was rugby league, including our top stories of the week a review of the grand final and our picks. Um, we'll then answer some questions from all of you, as well as questions we've got for each other. Um, and then we'll do a recap of the Super League and the New Zealand National League comp that just started um, before ending the night with a preview of our season finale next week. Uh, where can we buy Brad's merch? Brad doesn't have official merch to sell. Um, <laughs> Brad Brad has a T-shirt and a hoodie. Um, and some beanies hopefully coming soon. Um, since I love wearing my beanies to keep my hair that's um, in lockdown mess in control. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we'll we'll do our best to answer them as best as we can. But we may as well get moving and go into the top stories of the week, Richie. Yeah, mate. Um, I did originally have my second news one as my, my top news, but then we got a little bit of news this afternoon. Um, that's kind of taken the top spot, which is Benji Marshall announcing his retirement. Uh, he didn't get to end it the way he probably would have liked with a premiership ring, but I thought he had a pretty good season um, to end his career on with his, his stint at the Rabbitohs, and he actually ends his career as the most capped New Zealand-born NRL player. Um, what, do you, what do you think about um, him calling it a day? Well, I'm a bit of... 
upset from a footy fan perspective because it's been an absolute pleasure watching Benji do his thing and um, he's represented whatever club he's played for and his country, you know, with with great pride and been a fantastic player and in his heyday, probably one of the best number sixes in the game and, you know, one of the most accomplished Kiwi players having won a premiership or rugby league world cup tri nations. He, so he's pretty much done it all. And uh, yeah, sad day that he's retiring. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely done basically everything you can do as a New Zealand player. Um, in terms of rugby league, I think the only other thing he could have done was go to the Super League and try to win a Super League um, title as well. But to be able to play his whole career, um, bar a little stint in the um, the dirty the dirty sport when he played uh, for the Blues, um, he he kind of always got to do his best in the best competition of rugby league in the planet, which is the NRL. Um, no disrespect to Super League, but it is traditionally a step down. So, um, yeah, I'm not really sure what he's going to do next. I'm sure he's going to be yet another half that the um, the league shows bring in to give his input, um, which he's already done in the past. So I'm sure he'll just kind of settle right into that after a much-needed, yeah. um, probably a little break to spend with his family. And, um, yeah, wish him nothing but the best. Absolutely. And um, then my original top news um, topic was the cocaine dramas that we talked about last week. Um, the NRL has put in some charges. Um, I've got them here. Reese Walsh has got a two-game ban and a $5,000 fine. Cameron Munster has been given a one-game ban and a $30,000 fine. Brandon Smith's been also given a one-game ban, $15,000 fine. And Chris Lewis, um, who we didn't name last week because he wasn't really in the conversation yet, um, he has also been given a one-game ban and a $4,000 fine. Uh, The Warriors and Storm have both come out and said they may decide on further sanctions um, to add to this. Um, Munster's already been told by the Storm that this is his last chance and he'll be going into rehab. Um, I I think very soon, um, they said. And he's also got a 12-month alcohol ban. And if he breaches it, he'll be fined 100 grand. I see Simon and Mark here. Um, Hey, guys. So good to see you guys here. And, um, yeah, and also to add to that, the Warriors have um, got Gordon Tallis um, involved to become a mentor for Reese Walsh. Um, Gordon Tallis is actually quite well known for his anti-drug stance. And to be honest, I don't think I would want to put a step out of um, out of line if I had Gordon watching. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, Big Gordon can teach him some of his defensive techniques as well. You know, like like he used to do to Brett, Brett Hodgson back in the day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he's a good man to to have in your corner. Another Queenslander who'll be passionate about steering him in the right direction. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. yeah. What do you think? Of, what do you think of the charges handed out, Brad? I I'm surprised at the the game bans. Um, I know a lot of people were commenting on Brent Naden and how long a ban he had, but he didn't actually get a ban from the NRL. That was a self-imposed ban from Ivan Cleary. So yeah. they've actually got a bigger ban. Um, and yeah, I know uh, Mark's just made the comment as well. There were some people questioning why Reese Walsh got a bigger one, um, a bigger match ban, but he got arrested. Yeah. Um, so different, different scenario. Yeah. Um, 
if if the storm players were in all about the TikToks and stuff, um, they probably would have not even been caught. Um, so yeah, I I I think yeah, the games are one. The games hurt the team and the players and the fans. Um, so I prefer a lesser game ban and a bigger hit to the players' pocket because I feel if you hit them in the pocket, that's probably going to help them readjust their decision making as opposed to you telling them they can have a couple of weeks off, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, that's fair. And um, I see Simon also said that um, there's been a bit of news about um, Redcliffe Dolphins to be the next expansion team. Um, yeah. I haven't heard it official, but it all seems to be heading that way. And um, that kind of ties in with a little bit of news I had about um, Wayne Bennett. Um, he's still unclear on where what he's going to do with his career, but he said he's not done yet, and everyone's kind of hinting that he's going to be involved with the expansion team, most likely Redcliffe. Um, so do you think he will have any involvement with the Warriors next year through Redcliffe if he's getting them developed, or will they separate it and it's going to be strictly... The Redcliffe time, the Redcliffe feeder club isn't going to be the same as the Redcliffe professional team, obviously. So they'll be quite separated. Or do you think there'll be a bit of cross cross pollination? Oh, it's hard to say, but I I think it would be a pretty separate entity. I mean, we kind of touched on it briefly last week about a bit of past, a bit of history between Bennett and Nathan Brown. So I'm not sure how yeah. much water's gone under the bridge there, but um, yeah. Quite quite um, strong mail that Bennett might end up there if they're the expansion club, and a little bit about Cameron Munster too, seeing as though he's um, on the outer with the leadership group at Melbourne, and you know, perhaps he, the word is he's a little unsettled there now. So, and you know, he'd be a good um, marquee signing for the new expansion team, provided he keeps his ducks in a row. Yeah, it could be a bit harder to get bad things um, in Redcliffe too, maybe. So could be a win-win, could be a win-win for them. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll keep our our ear to the ground when it comes to the Redcliffe expansion. Um, hopefully, there'll be an actual announcement sooner rather than later. Um, hopefully, in time for us for next week. But um, on to some some brighter news. Sharks player Ronaldo Militalo won the Ken Stephen Medal for his contribution to the community this year. So um, fantastic. Um, to see him, he, he's kind of had a, a bit of a turbulent year with being denied being allowed to play in Origin and then started to find some form with the Sharks and then got injured. So good to see something nice happen to him. Um, and, yeah, hopefully he gets a better year next year for the Sharks. Yeah, for sure. I, I, by all accounts, he's a um, he's a pretty stand-up bloke off, off the field as well. And whenever I see sort of videos circulated of him on social media. It's him handing out boots and, and gear to kids in the crowd. So, uh, I, yeah, great for him to to pick up that dong. That's, that's you know, awesome for him and probably down to his his standing in the game. Yeah. And um, we'll may as well get into a bit of signing news. Now that the season's over, there's a few teams running around and nabbing players left and right. But, um the Titans have extended Sam Lasoni's contract until the end of 2024, which is great news for him. He, he's done really well since moving over to the Gold Coast. 
and um, good to see another former warrior doing well um, in fresh waters. And um, the Bulldogs have actually completed their 30-man roster quite early. Uh, they've signed Braden um, Byrne on a two-year deal and Max King from the Storm on a one-year deal. And Tigers are also, as always, rumoured to be in the running to lure Tyrone Peachy to their club. Um, what are your thoughts on all of that? <laughs> kind of threw them all at you at once. So Sam Lasoni, the Bulldogs, and the Tigers. Happy for Sam Lasoni. Always was a fan of his off the back fence type of type of play, um, but he seems to be enjoying himself in Gold Coast. So good for him. Uh, yep. The Bulldogs, yeah, just, uh, another one for their back line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope they've got the forward power to match the back line they've got next year. They, they, they'll be a lot better than this year. And um, yeah. who was the last one? Tyrone, oh, Tyrone Peachy. Peachy. Yeah, Potentially I'm, being a Tiger. I think the Tigers would take anyone of that calibre right now. I'm not sure where he'd fit in, whether he'd be a 14 or... Um, yeah, where do you see him fitting in if, if that's the case? Because they've still got Dewey and, and all those kind of guys in the halves and maybe a lock, a yeah. uh, running lock. I think either the 14 or the lock um, yeah. position, really. They're, they're just... They're, it, it, he's not a bad signing. Um, I think he's a very talented player. But at the moment, yeah. every every week on this in this new segment, we've got the Tigers linked to another player, and they never seem to get them. Um, so it kind of feels like it's desperation almost, where it's just if there's a name on the market, they're going to throw their, their hat in the ring, and um, hopefully they get one. Eventually. They're almost they're almost in Warriors territory at the moment, aren't they? Where they're going to have to pay overs to attract any talent. Yeah, given given their record over the past decade or so. Definitely, and um, more more news. It was about the Dragons, though. Aaron Woods has been linked to um, be joining the Dragons, and yeah, yeah, Mark, yeah, he's beaten me to the punch. But um, they've Sully. also signed um, Mos- uh, Moses Sully on a three year deal. That was announced today. So um, good signing there for for the Dragons. Um, yeah. I think he really he really showed um, promise this year in the limited time he got um, with Manly and Aaron Woods. I kind of think he he's done, but I suppose if there's a team willing to give him a, a go, um, I suppose he can slot straight in and replace the hole that Paul Vaughan's left since mm. they sacked him. But um, I kind of feel like the best of Woods is, is kind of done and dusted, in my humble opinion. Um, what do yeah, you think? I tend to agree with you. I think playing-wise, his best was back a few years ago when he was still representing New South Wales. But at the very least, he brings that experience and probably good for the young forwards coming through, um, you know, in terms of mentorship and helping them with prep and setting standards. But... Sully's a good one, in my opinion. He's still a young yeah. guy. He gives me Conrad Hurrell vibes, you know, big and damaging. Just needed to work on other little bits like his defensive reads. But like you, like you pointed out, in his limited time he got this year, he, he had some damaging games, so could be a good pickup for the Dragons. Definitely. And on the Ash Taylor front, um, there's been rumours leaking all over the place that um, – he signed on the verge of signing a train and trial deal with the Warriors, but there's been nothing official from either him or the club. So I, I keep saying every week that we'll let you know next week once it's been announced and it never gets announced. So 
we're just going to have to keep our, our ear to the ground. We've spoken about it quite a bit now on our opinions on why we both are happy if he gets gets a deal, especially um, a low-dollar value deal. So yeah. we may as well leave it there until we get more. Um, and then the last bit of interesting news, It's we're going to cover it a bit more later on, but the New Zealand national competitions kind of started due to lockdowns. It's a bit of a a cluster at the moment um, with a few teams unable to actually play. But um, Tamara Martin, um, former Panther, had a solid outing for Waikato um, in his return. He obviously had to retire from the NRL due to a brain bleed, but he seems to have um, got a bit of um, got a bit more healthier. And it's obviously a massive step down from NRL level, but it's good to see him um, back out running around. Do you think a return to the NRLs on the cards for, for the young man if things go well? I think if things go well, you'd never say never. I'm just chuffed to see that he's back healthy and able to play the game again because, you know, it seemed like the type of uh, health scare that was going to put him out of the game uh, for, for good. So, yeah. yeah, not so not so chuffed that he put my Wellington Orcas to the sword, but it's great, <laughs> it's great to see him back. Yeah, and um, I have to go for Waikato as my second team since counties um, are unable to play even though we're the best team. Um, yeah, and we're, we're going to cover that. So Simon mentioned about West Coast having a very bad game against Canterbury. We'll cover that when we get to that section. And Mark also mentioned that Jamal Fogarty and Josh Hodgson's swap rumours are getting gaining traction in Australia. You know, obviously, the Raiders, we talked about last week, were very interested in Fogarty or Chanel Harris-DeVita or any half that potentially might not be happy at their current club. They're trying to, to nab whoever they can. But, yeah, it, um, we've talked about a lot that the Titans need a hooker and they have a half that doesn't really want to be there and the Raiders have a hooker they don't really want. So it kind of seems like a, a, a smart swap, in my opinion. Um, it's, it's another thing that we have to keep an eye on because um, every day the news changes. But as Mark said, that has been a bit of news that's been gaining traction. And uh, the last bit of news we have is the NRL draw is set to be announced at the end of October. So we obviously don't have anything here, but when it's announced, um, I think we'll we'll work together to do a special show um, to go over the draw and like who's got a hard run, who's got an easy run and the like. Uh, so watch, watch the space at the end of October for that show uh, once we get all the details. And um, before we go on to the grand final, the Kiwis are set to name a wider training squad tonight. Hasn't come out yet. Um, I think they said it was going to be 6 p.m. Australian time. And I don't I, I don't have mass on me right now. Uh, I don't know what time that is here. But it's late. Um, so, yeah, once we'll, we'll have that for next week and um, for our season finale for sure. So um, we'll we'll probably cover that a bit different and see if our the Ford pack that I picked, how many of those made the team, um, if we can remember who I picked. Um, yeah, and Simon said to be honest, um, they should only name the first ten rounds because we just don't know what's going to happen in the future. They, um, yeah, they generally um, they have every round announced, but not the dates and locations from memory. 
from last or from last year's announcement for this year. I think they had every round set up, but I think it was the first 10, 11 rounds where they actually had dates, times, and, and kickoff times. So I'm expecting the same here. And Mark said um, when they had Cameron George on their show, uh, on the Ruin Hammer show last week, he said that their plan is to have six home games at Redcliffe and six games at Mount Smart pending COVID. Um, I don't know if you, you know, Mark, but there's like this giant wall all around Auckland right now. And um, yeah, no one can get in. So I, I've i got my fingers crossed, but I've, I've learned after this year not to get my hopes up. Um, I mean, no one can get in. Uh, the, 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 there's, there's, there's some special goat tracks that the uh, mongrel mob are, are, um, are bringing their <laughs> KFC in on. So, you know, this KFC, this KFC smuggling is the, is, 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 is the new peak. That's in the past, Paul. We, we, we can get our own KFC now. So it's oh, in the past. Wow. Yeah, you go, you see, legalize, legalize these, the, the, these, this contraband, and you can tax it, and you can remove, remove it from crime. Um, one other, uh, what do you call it? Gone blank. News item before we, before I let you move on, uh, is that um, uh, New Zealand Sport Radio has been nominated for the uh, New Zealand Podcast Awards. So uh, congratulations and thank you guys for being part of that. Um, and yeah, we submitted our show reel, uh, show reel today, which included. Uh, some bits from by the boys. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see how we go on that. But um, well done, nice boys. Paul. We've got ourselves uh, yeah. uh, well deserved a nomination, Paul. Well deserved nomination. So, uh, yeah. hard work you put in. Yeah. Thank you, boys. It's no, nothing to do with my talent or anything, guys. But, yeah, you know. <laughs> hey, look, um, you're, 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 Brad, you're listed as a host, and uh, Richie, you're, you're down as talent. You've been named and nominated as part of the uh, submission. So, uh, so, there you go. Yes. Nice. Yeah, and um, yeah, I see Mark's comment. He said um, COVID's been in Sydney for thirteen weeks. Yeah, we um, we seem to be reacting a bit different. Unfortunately, um, we we're we're kind of loosening up though, which I don't know if it's good or bad. I don't want to get into that conversation, but um, we were very strict with what you could and couldn't do um, to the point you where can, we've got. You can go to a friend's backyard now. We can. We can. Um, we can go to a, a friend's backyard. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping by the time it comes around, we will be um, allowed because I'm meant to be hopefully heading to Wellington um, in the Christmas break. Um, so I'm hoping that's still the case. And, yeah, Mark said Freedom Day for them is Monday the 11th. We were told we don't have a Freedom Day. It's it's a play-by-ear. <laughs> so hopefully... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, while while Paul and Mark are chatting in the chat, we may as well get into the grand final, Richie, which happened yep. uh, last Sunday with the Panthers uh, getting the win, fourteen to twelve. And um, I mean, we you got this game right. You picked the Panthers, um, your cat. So we may as well let you <laughs> let you um, go with what you thought of this game. Well, I, I thought it was obviously it was a very intense game and, and went right down to the wire. Both teams uh, defensively very sound, and, and the Panthers have brought that kind of uh, defensive effort the past couple of games. Um, yeah, I thought they were really, really good defensively early in the sets. They were dominating, you know, with their line speed and sort of dominating tackles one and two, and then making South Sydney really struggle to come out of their, their end. And I think um, 
because of that, Penrith wound up having a good chunk of the ball and territory and Souths, in my opinion, did really well just to hang in and, and keep it close enough where they were still in striking distance. But, you know, on the back of um, Clive Churchill winner, Nathan Cleary, his kicking game was really great. And I lost count of how many times he pinned South Sydney back, you know, with sort of pinpoint bombs that that were landing in spots where the outside backs of, of the Rabbitohs could basically, they could only catch it and get tackled back over the goal line for a repeat set or even a couple of times tackled out into touch. So, uh, yeah, I thought the Bunnies did really well to hang in and, and keep it close and yeah. um, keep it within striking distance. And then it was really just Stephen Crichton's intercept, which was the uh, game breaker. It was. Now, you, you talked about the Panthers' defence and how good they were on the first and second tackle. Was that the official first and second tackle or the redo when they cheated at the beginning no, stages well, of the set? that's them not caring about the set restart and just yes. getting dominance for the first tackle yeah. or two. And, uh, I mean, that, that was a clear tactic and it, it obviously worked, didn't it, because South Sydney really struggled for territory and, yeah. and um, any sort of you know, any sort of go forward and really struggled to get out of their end. Yeah. Um, yeah. All joking aside, I'm not a fan of their approach with that stuff. Um, I think that has been a, a factor in my love turning to hate of Pan- the Panthers over the last 12 months, but um, credit where credit's due. They, um, they were up against the Rabbitohs team that can attack and they yeah. completely kept them quiet. Um, Rabbitohs still gave me some hope. Um keeping it very close. And yeah, unfortunately, Cody Walker with that cutout pass that everyone's going to remind him for for the rest of his life. Um, just a tough break. Uh, it, it was a pass that he, he really shouldn't have thrown. That little inside ball probably would have done some damage. Uh, mm. But them's the breaks in, in football. But like Mark put a comment up a bit earlier, that was one of the better grand finals he's seen in some time. And it's good to yeah. not see... Melbourne and the Roosters, and I agree with that. I think the fact it was a two-point game, um, even though the Panthers dominated the game as such, controlling it, uh, controlling the narrative basically for the entire game, it was still really close. And even um, after that try, the Rabbitohs were still in the hunt, even in the dying seconds, which it's kind of it makes the game exciting, especially um, coming into the game without having a, a horse in the race, so to speak. Mm. Um, being able to just watch it as a footy fan, um, I really enjoyed it. And hopefully we see more of this, not only next year's grand final, but throughout the season as well, instead of having, um, you know, six or seven blowout games a week yeah. <laughs> like we did this year. Well, that's um, that's a good point you bring up, Brad, because – you know, the in the finals, a lot of these blowout games have have dried up, and I th- I think this game was actually refed really well. You know, yeah. maybe other people might have different opinions, but um, I, I I disagree. They they cost me money, but you know, fair enough. Well, your po- your pocket <laughs> aside, I thought it was refed quite well in terms of um, you know, there was little things like Luai trying to milk a crusher and. Yes, the ref just the ref just wasn't standing for it, and little uh, accidental love taps on the head uh, when a player was falling. You, you take that back half a season ago, and things like that were 
been overreacted yeah. to and people being sent to the bin. So um, I just, <laughs> it kind of just made me wish that most of the season was refereed in that manner. Yeah, I was really, um, I was really happy with the the refusing to let um, Jerome get everyone um, hustled with his his attempt at um, pretending to be uh, mm. involved in a crusher tackle because we've seen basically every game as soon as someone was holding their neck it was an automatic penalty and I really didn't want to see a grand final win hinged on a milk milking penalty which thankfully we didn't see that so mm. yeah credit credit to the refs there for um, not getting sucked into the Panthers cheating ways like that but um yeah I think before 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 my um opinion on the Panthers changed I had the Panthers as one of my favorites to go all the way so I'm happy that I at least got one prediction kind of right this year because I kind of ballsed every other one up um including I did go back and look at my predictions show and I think I, I had the Panthers, I had Dragons as the wooden spoon, and I had Charlie Staines as my leading try scorer. So I, I was kind of all over the place. Um, Charlie Staines, you could barely say he played this year. So um, yeah. Brian, Brian Toto kind of took, took that away. Um, Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So yeah, um, overall, I think it was a good good game to end the season on. Um, it was uh, keep think, all the con- controversies um, off the field instead of on them. I think it. Uh, um, we kind of mentioned Cody Walker throwing the intercept too. Um, I think it's only right we point out the great season he had and all the try assists, albeit one of his try assists at the end there was for the Panthers. Um, yeah, but he, I, I think still, the Rabbitohs the Rabbitohs aren't even in that game without him anyway, because he scored, we have to mention the try he scored was fantastic. It yes. was kind of being compared to Stacey Jones' grand final try in 2002 by some of the commentators, but great solo effort where he fended off Cleary and, and basically stood up Dylan Edwards like he wasn't even there. Um, one of the great solo grand final tries, and he had a hand in their try at the end too. So, um, yeah, you know, I think we give him a bit of leeway for us intercept. Yeah, fantastic um, season for Cody, and I think um, the young the young boy um, Taff. Uh, I think he had quite a solid game. I think what did they say that was his eighth game in yeah, first grade? Game. 
and having to play your eighth game in a grand final against the Panthers um, was a big ask. And he had a few bubbles early on, um, but I think as disappointed as the Rabbitohs will be not getting the job done, I think he could have sat in the the changing sheds afterwards and been reasonably happy with his performance. Um, I suppose the big question is, though, Richie, if Latrell was playing, do the Rabbitohs win? You just never know, um, yeah. you know, perhaps because he's one of those players that in big games can have a huge impact. And we saw that in State of Origin. So who knows what kind of impact he would have had in this game. But uh, that's down to his own fault, really. And, you know, yes. if he wanted to play in the final series, he shouldn't have gone breaking his mate's cheekbone. Exactly. And I suppose on that same token, you could say he's one of those players that also cost you the game. Um, mm. So. You just never know, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, we will leave it there because my question is kind of around that with the Rabbitohs. Um, yep. So, yeah, great game to end the season on, and we may as well – I don't really want to talk about it, but we'll talk about the picks. Um, so uh, for the second week in a row, I got no picks right, and you got 100% this week because you picked the Panthers and I picked the Rabbitohs. So that ends our playoff tipping comp. Uh, with me on four out of nine, and you were seven out of nine, which means you win the the little prize of being the playoff tipping champion. So um, full credit to you for there Thank for um, for getting a couple of games right. Um, so well done, yes, grand final champ. Um, I did all the hard yards in, in the big one, but you know it is what it yeah. is. I think what we've learned here is that if if it's if we're tipping only over three or four weeks, I'm I'm decent, but yes. Brad can go a, a whole long season. I, so I have the the good, stamina good that you. you needed as a as a front rower. No, no, no let's get this right. When the pressure's on, you you step up. <laughs> yeah. Whereas uh, when, when when the games don't really matter, Brad's there, flat track bully. That's what I say. Yes, yes, flat track. He's bully. manly. Uh, he's he's <laughs> manly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, were there any questions from anyone or did we kind of pick them all up as we went, Paul? Uh, you should ask that way. Um, we're, we're, getting, um, we're, getting, we're getting too good at this. Um, but um, I don't know. It's what you, you said it's a good uh, a good fun. I mean, do we need to uh, bring in some sort of um, like uh, official star rating or um, or thug life rating? Uh, how many, how many, how dark spectacles are we looking at in these ones? Are we thinking of are they the, the full on sunnies? Or, or, or not? I mean, how how uh, how thug life was? Uh, uh, what kind of ranking do we give this final in uh, in the sort of the ranking of all time finals? It, it kind of st- it was it was relatively clean, um, surprisingly. Um, there wasn't too many. I suppose there, there's a few Penrith fans out there that are unhappy with um, that. It was Luluai, wasn't it? Um, when he was going backwards, and they kind of clipped the top of his head. Mm. Um, but it was a complete accident, which thankfully they they saw it. Um, oh yeah, and Simon also said um, they had it on two channels with two different um, commentatings. I watched it on um, Sky Sport Four here, just because I'm used to that, because that's where league's always been. Um, it wasn't until Paul you told me that it was on um, another channel. I didn't even know at the time, so I was with. Unfortunately, I was with um, Rabs and, um, and Gould. Gould's and Gould's commentary, which wasn't the best. Um, you didn't enjoy them. I there. It's oh, what, I, that's I, what you recommended. I went on to I listened to. 
Well, yeah, because because of Rabs. Um, but yeah, it'll be controversial here that uh, I think Rabs is just a bit too long in the tooth now. It's kind of like listening to your um, your granddad that doesn't know what day it is. Sometimes there were some things he was saying <laughs> that were completely different to what actually was happening. And um, I think it, um, it, Dylan Edwards got Dylan Edwards got called Dylan Walker at one point. Yes, um, a few things that happens. I I'm not a commentator. Um, I <laughs> yeah. as you'd know with how I sp- I spit and sputter through this show every week. So <laughs> I can't. I don't want to be throwing stones in this glass house. Um, but yeah, Gould Gould was getting a lot of criticism for being one-eyed um, because he's a, a a lover of Penrith. But I felt like he was kind of going too hard the other way. There was a few anti-Penrith jabs and like. Um, sticking up for the Rabbitohs, and I, I don't need my commentators to have a team. I, I like them just to call what they see. Um, unfortunately, as a Warriors fan, we don't get that a lot because yeah, um, we generally are listening to commentators that forget we're out there, or they sit there and call our players the wrong names for a whole game. Um, but um, yeah, overall, I, I think it was quite a quite a fair game there wasn't any dirty shots there wasn't too much niggle so in terms of the the thugging it, it's it's a big thumbs down for me yeah um, it need, i think it was a, it was intense without the um without the thuggery i think yeah unfortunately so there we go so lo, lo, a low thug life ranking um now we obviously we lost one player through uh concussion uh the uh the player that you talked about there about getting his head knocked he came back on um uh, which was um int- an interesting call um, oh, it's a different, game. different player. Um, um, so the, the, yeah. the, the player who got ta- who was tackled and got clipped on the way down. Yeah. For, yeah, he came back on, right? Yeah, um, that was dry arrow. Yeah, and then he, uh, I think he had recurring symptoms and then went back off, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think they they heard the commentary questioning why he was out there and said we better say something so we can get you back off <laughs> before anyone takes it. <laughs> um, um, uh, but then, and then, so I think one of the winning, one of the team winning players from the winning side was, um, or, or someone had a, a concussion, then went out on the booze. It was like, oh, I don't remember last night. Well, it's like, hang on, hello, uh, do you care about? I mean, has the NRL yeah. just sort of, is is it just purely window dressing on the whole concussion stuff, allowing players to go get shit faced when they're um, when they're concussed? Isn't very clear. As soon as that final whistle blows in the grand final, Paul, it's the NRL don't care anymore. Um, basically, that's a lot of cocaine comes out. Yeah, that's basically (laughs) the approach. A lot of them, um, I I think I heard it from one of the, I think it was the Melbourne Storm CEO. I can't put words in his mouth, but basically said, um, the players, the the cocaine disagrees. It was after it was in the off season for the storm. So, so it's like, that's not our concern, basically. Um, but he also said. I get the cocaine bit, but, but okay, yeah. I can say, yeah, okay, to a certain extent that bit. Now, if I want to add, is, is players who are concussed and then go on and then go out partying with the team um, and get yeah. drunk, you know, like kind of guys, that's, you're, you're supposed to have concussion protocols which say you don't yeah. drink after being concussed. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it, it's, it's Mickey Mouse. What, what can I say, Paul? Um, we, we've had a long history on this show of showing how, um, decision making isn't really the the strongest suit in professional league players and um unfortunately a lot of the management are former players so you know 
it, it, it's hard. I, I completely understand what you're saying, though. Um, if you've got a concussion, you know, even if you have won the grand final, you know, it doesn't change the mm. physical outcomes. And you you won the grand final, but you kind of want to win another one. So you don't want to do anything that would jeopardize your health and potential playing future. But a Twitter person or someone Twitter would basically look either he was concussed and there's no protocols or B, uh, he wasn't concussed and they were using it to cheat and get the 18th player on. But it's like, yeah. <laughs> hello, <laughs> either way. Yeah. Uh, look, it, it, was, it, was, it wasn't good. So, yeah. Hey, uh, but, um, yeah, I think I've, I've, uh, I've made my point. Yeah. And um, it, they are heading in the right direction, though, Paul. Like, it, the last time the Rabbitohs made the grand final, um, Sam Burgess fractured his cheekbone in the first hit-up of the game and kept playing. And um, nowadays you wouldn't see that. Um, because yeah, he he definitely wasn't all there, but it was uh, it was a mighty effort from from the man back then. But we may as well jump into our questions. Um, I'll let you go first because I feel like I've been rabbiting on. Cool, man. Um, so grand finals all done and dusted. What do you think about the Panthers' prospects of going back to back? Do you think they have the team to go back to back and do it all again, or who who's Who's on your radar to lift the trophy in a year's time? Calling it Unf- early. Unfortunately, I think they do. <laughs> they're becoming my new team to hate because I just I think they're too arrogant for their own good. But they um, they play well. They're, they're basically that whole team um, is basically going to be there next year, minus um, like Burton and I think there's a few others that might not be there. Um, can't remember off the top of my head. So you basically got. The exact same team that won it this year will be there next year. Um, so you'd be silly not to um, say they're in the running. You can never disregard Melbourne. Um, so there are teams that are always in the conversation that will always be in the conversation uh, where we're talking about next year. Uh, healthier Roosters yeah, even. Healthier Roosters, uh, Melbourne, Penrith, Manly, the Warriors, because mm. it's our year next year. Absolutely. Um, you know, but yeah, you, you'd be silly not to say the Panthers are in the driver's seat to go back to back. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, going back to back is a very hard thing for NRL teams to do, though. So, it is. It is. But they, they are looking strong next year again, aren't they? I mean, yeah, they're not exactly losing half their team. I think they, they lose Capewell, but other than that... Cape, the, Capewell and Burton are their biggest losses. Yeah. But the nucleus of that side is still going to be there. So, yeah, I, I think they will be pushing pretty hard next year as well. Yeah, and mine, uh, mine's a similar question, but not really. Um, let's go with the Rabbitohs losing Wayne Bennett, Adam Reynolds and Benji Marshall um, for next year. Do you think this was their last chance in some time to win a premiership or will they remain in the hunt next year? So kind of the, the same question. Do you think the Rabbitohs but, but have from a the other grand final team? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they remain in the hunt. I think I think it's a, it becomes a lot harder for them next year. Obviously, Wayne Bennett played a big factor in, in their finals run, I think, even though they lost Latrell. I know leading into the final series, I think you and I both sort of had an opinion that now that Latrell was suspended, they'd really struggle. But they actually, if yeah. anything, they you know they gained confidence and kept marching on. I think yeah, Bennett plays a big part there. They did, absolutely. I think, in my opinion, losing Adam Reynolds 
is a bigger factor than you know than what they might think and i think not offering them an extra year contract might hurt them a wee bit but yeah. by the same token blake taff getting some big game experience in the final series there's word that he might end up in the halves so maybe he's the man to replace reynolds huge huge shoes to fill though um so to answer your question i think they'll be there or thereabouts i still think they'll be a definite finals team um, yeah. pushing for top four um, whether or not they have the same pieces of the puzzle to get them as close as they got this year I- i'm not too sure so yeah i think they'll definitely be finals bound possibly top four but i, I don't see them winning it next year yeah uh, i didn't see them winning it this year or getting anywhere near the grand final so i'm not i'm not a great one at picking i think they'll still be in the hunt like all those other teams but yeah i think they're going to regret letting Reynolds go, in my opinion. Um, I I don't know if they're going to get... Well, they got they got Milford coming in. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't see Milford as a guy that's going to lead you to a combo. I know Cody Walker will bear the brunt of responsibility of um, leading and directing that team. Um, occasionally, he gets a bit hot-tempered and mm. things fall apart for him. So having that extra pressure on his shoulders, will that help or hinder? I, I'm i looking into the crystal ball, so I, I can't really predict it. But, mm. I yeah, they're definitely a, they're a, a top four contender. Um, worst case scenario, still a top eight team. So. Yeah, for sure. I think um, when Adam Reynolds looked like he was sporting a groin injury, Cody Walker did step up to take a lot yeah. of the kicking duties and extra playmaking duties. Uh, and he did that quite well. Whether or not he could do that over the course of a full season, I'm not sure. And I think he really flourishes when when he's got Reynolds there, and then he can all he has to do is just express himself. So yeah. that's what I think will be the interesting thing. It'll be to see how he how he copes next year because he'll be a big yeah. part of their success if they if they have good success. Definitely. Right. Appreciate your question there. And um, we may as well jump into Super League and then into the national comps. So um, Super League, um, we'll go into the news first. There was quite a bit, but I've only really picked um, three bits of news uh, because I'm biased and a Wigan fan and because one of my former favourite Warriors was in the news. Um, Or four bits of news, sorry. And um, all involving Warriors, kind of. So Conrad Harrell is going to leave Leeds and join St. Helens next season. Um, Thomas Lulawai has signed a one-year extension with Wigan Um, we talked a few I feel like a month or two ago that it looked like he was going to retire and move into a coaching role and after firing their coach Wigan's actually named a new coaching team Matt Pete who I don't actually know a lot about has been named their head coach Um, Sean O'Loughlin and Lee Bryars are his assistants Sean um, Wayne, who used to be a Wigan coach a few years back, is rejoined the club as a leadership and management director. And then Jack Phillips, who I know Jack all about, um, has become um, the head of analysis. And um, yeah, Simon just means he wants to congratulate the owner of the Catalan Dragons, Bernard. I don't know his last name. Is that how do you pronounce that, Richie? Gouch. I don't. Gouched. I don't. Yeah, I don't even want to have a stab at that. We'll, um, we'll get. We'll get Paul's <laughs> mum to tell us later on. Um, <laughs> hopefully, she knows a bit of French too. Um, yeah, thank. Uh, congratulate him for putting money into the team over the years and supporting French rugby league 
and in the Catalans, yeah, uh, Catalans um, has really dominated and become the team in the Super League, which no one really was ever going to give them um, a chance of becoming that team. They always were able to get some good players in, but not enough to build a team around, and they're really starting to do that, um, including um, bringing... yeah. <laughs> has its own name, it was including Sam Tompkins, who's with Catalans, and he was actually named the Super League Man of Steel um, this year. So they were doing something that the Warriors couldn't do, and that's um, get get the golden um, performances out of Tompkins that we wished he could do um, with us when he was with us for that short time. But yeah, a lot of, what is what are your thoughts on um, all that news I just threw at you? Conrad going to St. Helens, Lulawai staying at Wigan, and then that team list of the country stuff. There was always a lot of talk about Conrad moving there, so it's kind of not unexpected news. But yeah. I know a lot of the Leeds fans are upset to see him go. He's a bit of a fan favourite with Leeds. But, you know, he's going to a club that's always there or thereabouts, so I'm sure it'll be good for Connie's game. Lulawai, how old is Lulawai? He's got to be oh, he, our age, spread. He, he's got to be At our least. age. So he's like a grandfather in professional league days, ages. Um, I want to say, yeah, he's around our age, if not a little bit younger, a little bit older, around there. Um, oh, it's fantastic. He's still going strong. And, you know, he uh, he was such a war horse when he played with us. And I was always sort of a fan of his, you know, strong defensive game when, when we had him and, and He's always gone really well and been a well-liked player over in the Super League. So, you know, good on him, picking up another year. Bit of um, he, the Benji Marshall of the He's, of the he's 36. He's 36. Oh, he's younger than me. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, little, a little bit younger than me, too, by a couple of months. Yeah. Um, so making so making no. me feel accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, that's, yeah. That, um, that's cool for him, though. That's good to pick up another year. Yeah, and um, the semi-finals were, were this weekend as well. Obviously, um, Catalans defeated Hal KR twenty eight ten, and St Helens defeated Leeds thirty six eight. So the two teams that we thought would win, um, teams mm. one and two on the ladder went through, uh, which means that the grand final, um, which is in a couple of days, is Catalans versus St Helens. Um, be should be a really good match. Um, as we talked about, Catalans have been really impressive, and St Helens always are. Um, mm. Who do you think? I, I'm edging with um, the French connection here, and I'm going with Catalans. Do you reckon Catalans will do the job, well, or do you think St. Helens' experience will, will get them through? Look, I I said last week I was, due to the connection with a lot of ex-Warriors, I was backing Leeds, and they ended up getting smashed. So maybe I'll try a bit of reverse psychology and, and throw, throw some weight behind St. Helens, hoping that Catalans get it done. I'm hoping Catalans get it done. I I think last time they played, it was very close, and then Catalans got home. That was the game where they got home on the back of a Jimmy Maloney drop goal, field goal, was it? Was that the game? Yeah. I believe so. Hopefully it ends up something similar to that. Yeah, and Simon said that he's a Catalan fan, um, but he's going with St. Helens because he thinks... um, nervous for the first yeah being in the final for the first time yeah it's kind of i feel like for saint helens it's just same day uh, same same shit different day basically um Mm. they they always i feel like they're always in the grand final they don't always win it but they're always in there so Mm. they're kind of used to that and there's a lot of pressure on Helens, but i'm 
I, they they might not have been there before, but they've got guys like Jimmy Maloney who are experienced when it comes to those big games. Yeah. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping for them because if if Wigan aren't going to win it, I don't want to see St. Helens win it. So <laughs> I, I'll go with my my bias view there. But um, we'll we'll cover that next week on the the season finale, obviously, um, with it basically being the only game that's going to be on. So. Um, but the Sky Sport national competition got underway. Not not a lot of games played due to COVID. Auckland and counties were obviously um, ruled out. Um, so we had the men and women's comps come up. Um, there were three games for the men. Waikato, as we mentioned a bit earlier, um, you were a bit unhappy. Waikato defeated Wellington. It's only by a little bit, Richie, 54-16. Could have um, gone either way. Could have gone either way. Southland defeated Otago. 28-18, and then the ga- the game that Simon mentioned, Canterbury wiped the floor with West Coast, eighty to six. Yeah, it could have um, gone either way as well. Yeah, a little bit, a little um, bit unlucky, West Coast. Yeah, and then this week, um, the, this week there's only two games announced that I've seen: Otago versus West Coast. Um, so two teams lost there, so one team will get their first win, um, and then Canterbury versus Southland. Um, so that will be interesting to see if that Canterbury game was a one-off or if they're the real deal. They were they were pretty strong last year too, to be fair. Um, yeah, and Simon said there's actually three teams from Auckland in this competition. Yeah, it's um, it's Auckland, Counties, and I think it's like a Northland team. I don't quote me. I did have all the lists. I'll, I'll get. I'll be better prepared next week. I promise. Um, with uh, the full team list of everyone. Um, but then in the women's comp, there was only two games played this week. There was Upper Central defeating Wellington 32-4. to So you're a 0-2 with Wellington. Got the double. Yeah. No and good. then um, the Canterbury women's team were just as dominant, or almost as dominant as the male counterparts, defeating Mid-Central 38-0. And then this week, we've got Wellington versus Mid-Central and Canterbury versus Upper Central. So we'll, um, I'll get the results for those four games, and I'll get the actual um list of all the teams that are involved including the ones that currently can't play um what happens with those teams we'll, we'll see um simon says to bring back the auckland vulcans um yeah um i don't know why they don't adopt the vulcans name um for this competition uh, i'm not a hundred percent but um yeah, watch, watch the space. I'll get more information on the national comp and uh, as it's basically going to be the only league I get to watch for the next few weeks. But that brings us to our preview of next week's show, Richie, our season finale um, with with no games to really talk about. I, I can't really pull you away from your busy schedule to sit here and talk about nothing. Um, Simon said he thinks the Vulcans are the third team. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll look uh, into that and I'll, I'll find out. Um for definite for next week but yeah next week will be our, our season finale uh we'll cover the news of the week like we do every week and then also the grand final we'll look into the national competition as well about those results and a bit more information on all the teams involved and we'll also do our standoff awards um i know you didn't watch the show until you joined it richie but last year um we did or myself and paul um did some awards. I've just picked out a couple of the awards we did. I'll give you the full list so you can actually make picks and then we'll discuss off here if we want to pick a, a winner each or 
just do one together. Um, but cool. we'll discuss that. But yeah, um, we'll we'll have our winners in different awards, including our biggest surprise of the year, rookie of the year, biggest blunder, worst haircut, and a whole lot more. Um, I'm sure we can think of a few more fun ones as well as the like team of the year, try of the year. I think I had tackle of the year as well. Um, so it should be good. Um, just a bit more loosey goosey as yeah. uh, as a as a Warriors attack form, and um, hopefully some pretty pitches so Paul can can be involved and um, put some pitches up for us. I was just going to say, Richie, you've got you've got some uh, you, you've you've got some uh, big boots to fill after me, Philly, putting my opinions forward on all these awards last year. So, <laughs> so yeah, you need to be, you need to be um, doing lots of research in the next seven days. I'll do my best. Yeah, so um, we'll we'll talk about that um, off air about. Um, what different categories and hopefully make some pretty pictures now that we've got our, our amazing graphic designer Richie on board compared to my my amazing pictures I did last year. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to add before we, we move on, Richie? No, just thanks for the chat, Brad, and thanks to all the all the people chatting with us tonight, all the viewers and Paul as always. Thanks everyone. Oh, yeah, no, I forgot to mention Mark, I think I think Mark's already gone, but uh, we're actually about to go and join Ruin Hammer on their show tonight, um, much to, to Paul's disgust. Um, they're doing a Warriors season review. Um, yeah, I think bring, that... bring, it's a bit like, but I mean, I've been treated like a feeder club. Here I am bringing, yeah. them, bringing you guys through and you're poached <laughs> by, uh, by, by, by other, other, other podcasts. It's disgusting. You, you can't help it. When you're talented, everyone wants you, Paul. Um it is what it is. But, yeah, so I think that's um, 9.30 on Ruin Hammer's Facebook page if any of you are interested in watching that. So, um, yeah, keep an eye out that. I think I shared a, a link to it on my Facebook page um, as well. But until um, next week, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight on The Standoff with Brad and Richie for your weekly update and our super extravaganza season finale next week. Remember to tune in at 8 p.m. here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Thanks for joining me tonight, Richie, and good night, everyone. Cheers, mate. Good night. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 